You're listening to the Spa Strong Podcast, where we empower estheticians to become badass beauty CEOs and build profitable, thriving businesses. We're your hosts, Melissa Ellis, licensed master esthetician. And I'm Royal Ellis, former police officer. Together, we will help you achieve total aesthetics badassery. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with the other beauty professionals you know. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do this shit. Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm so happy you are here with me today. It is just me. Royal just recorded a solo episode. And so then he said, Melissa, you get in here and record a solo episode. So here we are. It's just me. But if you, before we dive into our topic, if you're loving the Spa Strong Podcast, then you know what to do. Subscribe, leave a five-star review, share this with the other beauty professionals in your life. It definitely helps us out and it helps them out because now they're getting the resources that we provide here in the podcast. So I get questions pretty frequently about why I don't love waxing, why I stopped offering waxing. It's something that I speak about a lot inside of our program, specifically like niching down and removing services that don't bring you joy and all kinds of things. So waxing is fantastic for those who love it and for those who are great at it. So I'm not dissing waxing by any means. Tons of our clients have built their entire businesses off of just waxing services or sugaring services. And so keep doing that if you love it. I'm just going to share why it didn't work for me and why it's something that I had to let go of. So when I started aesthetic school, I began my journey at a very well-known franchise and it, um, it just didn't meet my expectations. So I ended up transferring to a different school. I transferred to a school that was definitely more medically focused and there wasn't a huge emphasis on waxing. It was more focused on laser hair removal. But when I transferred, we had just started learning waxing at the first school. And so I had just learned like facial waxing and a little bit of leg waxing. And then I left and went to the other school after they had already finished covering body waxing. So I technically, I technically never learned in aesthetic school how to do a Brazilian wax because I, I missed that opportunity. And so I remember, I mean, I just kind of was like, ah, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm just maybe not going to do waxing. It's okay. I, I wanted to do laser in any way. That was what I was focusing on. And I, one day at the aesthetic school, I was booked a Brazilian wax and this was right before I was getting ready to graduate. And so everybody at the front desk assumed that I knew how to do Brazilians because I was getting ready to graduate. So I went to the front desk and I said, Hey, I absolutely cannot do this. I've never been taught how to do a Brazilian wax. And they were like, well, you're the only person on the floor, like on the spa floor during this time, who technically should know how to do Brazilian waxing. So we booked the appointment. And if you don't take it, you have to pay us $50. I was like, what? This is not okay because this isn't safe because I haven't been taught how to do a Brazilian wax. And they were like, well, you have to pay $50. So I didn't have $50 to give at that point. Some of you may know that I had been living in my car during the first part of going through aesthetic school. I was just barely starting to recover a little bit financially. I didn't have $50 to give, and I was really afraid of having this this fee. 
So I was just like, okay, I guess I have to take this Brazilian wax, which is like so crazy because when I think about it now, I'm like, they could have just taken it out of my tips. I mean, there are so many ways that we could have covered this $50 fee, which as a side note, it's absolutely ridiculous that they were trying to like threaten me with this fee when actually they were putting the client at risk because I didn't know how to do Brazilian waxes. So I found myself with zero Brazilian wax experience with a client in the wax room, ready to do a Brazilian wax. And this, uh, not ready at all, but suddenly having to get ready to do this Brazilian wax. Uh, and the client was so nice. And it really, I feel so bad for her still to this day. And this was, God, like 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. Um, I feel bad because she came in and was like, I'm so sad that Sarah graduated, whoever Sarah was, I have no idea. But that was this girl that she had been coming to regularly for her Brazilian waxes there at the school. And this girl had like mastered the 15 minute speed Brazilian wax, like everything. And she was like, I'm so sad that Sarah graduated, but you know, I'm sure that you're going to be just as great as she was. And I was like, no. I told her straight up. I was like, this is not going to be great. I'll be honest. This is my very first Brazilian wax. And the woman was just so nice. She was like, okay, no worries. You know, it's fine if it takes a little longer than 15 minutes. My husband's waiting in the car, but he'll be fine for more than 15 minutes. Um, two hours later. Okay. Two hours later, I finished this Brazilian wax and y'all, the thing that like infuriates me, there are so many things that infuriate me about this story, but one of the things that infuriates me the most is that about 30 minutes in, I was like, this isn't working. I don't know what in the literal fuck I'm doing. I need help. So I went and got the only instructor that I could find and I explained the situation to her and she was like, oh, okay, let me come help you. You've got this. So she, I was like, great. She is going to teach me how to do a Brazilian wax so that I can make sure that this client is taken care of. Uh, she comes in and the, the instructor stands to the side and she says, okay, show me what you've got. And I was like, motherfucker, I got nothing. So I laid down some of the hard wax and she goes, oh no, 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 no. That's way too thin. You need to lay down more. And so she lays down a strip, double dips, by the way, uh, then lays down the strip and then she was like, see, you've got this. And turns around and leaves. Doesn't show me anything about how to do a Brazilian wax. All she shows me is that my, my wax wasn't thick enough. And leaves. And that was my only lifeline, y'all. I, I couldn't phone a friend. I, you know, there was nothing I could do. So I stood there in this wax room for two hours with this poor client who was so gracious and so kind the entire time. Her husband called like five or six times during this. And she's like, it's okay. She's learning. She's got this. Don't worry about it. Um, it was horrifying. All right. It was like the worst experience. And I was just like, I cannot believe that this is happening to me right now. I can't believe that this client is going through this. What the fuck is this school thinking, making me do this? And and uh, whatever. Anyway, so obviously when I took her up to the front, they didn't charge her. And I was terrified that they were going to charge me for the cost of the service, which was almost the same amount as the $50 me not taking the service fee would have been, but they didn't charge me, thank God. Um, but then it was never addressed. Like 
nobody came and talked to me. Nobody was like, Hey, let me show you how to do Brazilian. I asked for help, but they were like, Oh, you've got this. Like, don't worry about it. You're going to just focus on laser anyway. So, which I did like initially when I graduated that aesthetic school, I, and there were a lot of other really great things about this school. This is just one of the not so great things that happened to me that kind of like set the foundation for body waxing. So I graduated, I was hired at a really amazing medical spa where I did laser hair removal and some other laser treatments and things. And then when I moved back to Utah and decided to eventually open my own doors, I thought I want to do waxing because this is something that I I would like to be good at. And I had learned, you know, brow waxing and facial waxing and everything. And I had done a lot of those in aesthetic school and I was good at it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out this waxing thing. So I started investing in wax trainings and taking courses and trying to learn how to wax and to speed wax and all this stuff. Y'all, it was just like, trying to force a square block into the little circle hole. You know what I'm talking about? Like those baby toys. It was not working. And I just wouldn't let go of it because I was so, I don't know if it was just this ego thing because I was still so humiliated about what had happened with that horrible like wax appointment. But, and sorry, I I should say the client was perfectly fine. Zero injuries happened. Like most of the hair was removed, not all of it. I will admit that she had wax stuck to her still. Like it was, but no injuries happened, all right? She survived. I almost survived. I guess I did technically, but anyway, it was awful. So my point in all of this is that I was so determined to try to figure it out and do it right. So I, I had a handful of some waxing clients. Uh, thank God, I think the universe is just looking out for them. Like nobody ever booked a Brazilian or like a bikini wax or anything like that. So I was doing legs, I was doing arms and underarms and, you know, face and everything. As esthetician coaches, we are here to help you make multiple six figures, get fully booked, become retail selling machines and change more clients' lives. Listen to what other estheticians are saying about our one-on-one coaching program, the Spa Strong Bootcamp. Dealing with Melissa and Royal, I've been able to invent and start selling a $1,200 package. I haven't had issues with rebooking or having them come back and seeing my reoccurring clients. I was able to leave my full-time job and go completely full-time with my skin studio. I've been selling more product in these past few months of being in quarantine than I was my last few months of being open. Not only has my income increased, but also my confidence. I feel more comfortable selling products to my clients. So I highly recommend working with Spa Strong. Ready to stop dreaming of spa business success and start living it? Go to www.spa-strong.com forward slash discovery call or click the link in our Instagram bio to book a free esthetician discovery call now. So a friend of mine asks me to do a waxing service on him. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I got you. What do you need? And he's like, I would love for you to wax my butthole. Cool. Well, let's do it. So he books the appointment with me and I hadn't really worked on anybody in an intimate area Uh, since that first client that I just talked about, I'd done a lot of body waxing and I'd taken classes and done some model work, but I hadn't worked on like an actual client. So he comes in and it was winter time and I was still like pretty new in my studio, still working out the king, still not super familiar with waxing. It's winter time. It's really, really cold. I have space heaters going because it's freezing inside of the room. Well, 
it was so warm in there that the wax wouldn't set. And I was using, I only had hard wax. The wax wouldn't set. And so he was, again, just like so kind and so gracious, but he's on his, you know, hands and knees and his fanny is up in the air. And I have this wax on him that's not setting. And it's just like dripping off of him and not setting up. And I can't wax him because it's so hot in there. And so we turn and it wasn't like hot, hot, but it was cold outside and it was too hot for the wax. Anyway, so it was just this massive fiasco where I'm trying to like stop this wax from like dripping all the way down his body. And he's just like trying to make this casual small talk because it's such this uncomfortable situation. I told him it was only going to take like 10 minutes at most, like in wax out 10 minutes, nothing more. It took like 35 minutes to wax this man's anus. And I was mortified. Like it was so awful. It didn't matter that he was my friend. Like I just felt so horrible about it, y'all. And I don't talk about it very much because it's embarrassing, right? But ultimately, like these were my experiences with body waxing and specifically like intimate body waxing. And I finally just got to a point where it was like, I've taken classes. <laughs> I have tried to learn this. I am maybe not looking for as many opportunities to practice as I should, but why is that? There is a mental block. This is not for me. I have got to just like abandon ship, abort mission. We are not a waxer people. Like it is not in the cards for us. And so I finally let it go. And I, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter how much I have invested in taking waxing classes and, you know, trying to learn how to do this. It just isn't for me. And that's okay. Like I wanted it to be for me. I wanted to love it so much. It wasn't for me. And so I made the decision to sell all of my waxing supplies. One of my cutie little students came and picked it all up. And by the way, I was not teaching waxing. <laughs> when I taught at the aesthetic school, I did not teach any body waxing at all. That was like body waxing and body treatments were not in my particular curricula. So I didn't have to worry about that. Um, so nobody learned how to wax for me. All right. And they shouldn't have learned how to wax for me anyway, but nobody did. So one of my cute little students came and bought all my waxing supplies. And I had these like really nice big like spatulas and everything. And she was so excited about it. And I felt this huge sense of relief for letting go of this service that I knew I wasn't great at it, but I was just like focusing all of my attention on trying to turn my weaknesses into strengths when I had these strengths that I was really, really good at. And I was just completely ignoring them because I felt like, oh my God, I've got to figure out this waxing thing. For what? Why? I was really great at lashes. I was really great at chemical peels. And eventually that was all that I offered. And I just really thrived in that specialty but until I gave myself permission to start letting go of the things that weren't jiving with me, I was extremely frustrated. I wasn't making the revenue. People weren't rebooking for obvious reasons. And like when they booked those services. And so I had to just have an honest conversation with myself and let it go. And it allowed me to, to grow and to find what I was good at and find where I could really connect with my clients and start making a profit and improving my clients' life in, lives in a more effective way. So I share all this because it's like, 
I don't want to say funny, <laughs> but kind of like, oh my God, it's just like horror stories, right? Like wax horror stories. But I, I also want to give you permission to let go of the things that aren't jiving for you. If there are services that you're offering that you're like, oh, I feel obligated to offer this and I hate it, but I learned how to do it and I bought the equipment and I took the class and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to keep offering it, but I'm angry every time a client comes in and books it. For what? Let it go. Just remove that off of your plate so then you can focus on improving your skill set in ways that you actually want to, in ways that you already have talent or you already have strong interest and you're not obligating yourself to participate consistently in an activity that doesn't serve you or your company or your clients. Like if you're not great at it, then don't put your clients through that. You know, let them go to somebody who specializes in those things and then they can come to you for the things that you specialize in. And that's... Like ultimately I was like, oh, I want to be this one-stop shop. It can't be a one-stop shop if you're not great at waxing, like at least for based off of the services that I was offering, right? So being a one-stop shop didn't serve me and maybe it doesn't serve you. So I give you permission to let go of the services, the, um, you know, services, products, whatever it may be that don't serve you, that you don't love and focus your attention on the things that you're really great at. So you can build that profitable, successful business that you know that you deserve. Anyway, thank you all for being here today. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this self-deprecating episode, I guess. (laughs) But we will see you in the next episode.